You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we're going to be talking about John Mayall and the Blues Breakers with Eric Clapton. John Mayall up oh, in the room. I have Rob. Yeah, yeah. Adam. Uh-huh. And Sean. Hi. <laughs> John Mayall and the Blues Breakers with Eric Clapton, aka the Beano album, is the 1966, <laughs> what? I'll explain what? later, is the 1966 blues rock album released July 22nd on Decca Records. It was produced by Mike Vernon and the genre is blues rock. And from all music <laughs> <No> re- <laughs> and from all music review, Bruce Etter, Blues Breakers with Eric Clapton was Eric Clapton's first fully realized album as a blues guitarist. More than that, it was a seminal blues album of the 60s, perhaps the best British blues album ever cut and the best LP ever recorded by John Mayall's Blues Breakers. Standing midway between Clapton's stint with the Yardbirds and the formation of Cream, this album featured the new guitar hero on a series of stripped-down blues standards, male pieces, and one male Clapton composition, all of which had him stretching out in the idiom for the first time in the studio. This album was the culmination of a very successful year of playing with John Mayall, a fully realized blues creation featured featuring sounds very close to the group's stage performances and with no compromises. One can hear the very direct influence of Buddy Guy and a handful of other American bluesmen in playing. Clapton's guitar naturally dominates most of this record, and he can also be heard taking his first lead vocal. But uh, McVie and Flint are just as intense and give the tracks an extra layer of... uh, Steel strung tension and power, none of which have diminished across several decades. How did you guys feel about Blues Breakers? My eye is literally twitching right now as we're listening to this fucking shit. God <laughs> damn it. Wow. We got a GD from Rob. We got a mouth fart from Sean. Oh, yeah, you, mouth, yeah. man. Oh, that was a real fart. No. Oh. It was mouth. Tell I, me about I, it, Rob. Man, I. I, Do you want me to discuss? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. the, 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 the name of the, the record is very apt. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, or, uh, is it John Mayall with Eric Clapton, and then the name of the record is Blues Breakers? John Mayall is the, is the leader, right? Okay. And he has the Blues Breakers. That's his man. Okay. And Eric Clapton. Singer. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Eric Clapton is is doing a stint with them okay, because so he had it, recently got out of the yard for It's, it's basically Korean. it's John Mayle and the Blues Breakers yeah. with Eric Clapton. Yes. Well, Blues Breakers, they broke it, so... <laughs> Congrats, guys! You, you 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 did it. No, it's it, it's. <laughs> I I don't understand how this. I don't understand the sort of human that would sit down and be like, "Oh man, yeah, look, listen, go." He's just all weedily wee, man. It, like it it. I I I don't even know why I'm so angry. Like yeah. I, I I prefer Clapton's work. Why are you sweating? <laughs> uh-huh. I, I prefer Clapton's work on the Lethal Weapon soundtrack. Okay, like I think that's where he he shined the brightest. Uh, the Phenomenon um, soundtrack. You forgot. The what? Phenomenon soundtrack. Oh, the John Travolta flick. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. sh- did he write that? Transcendent, really. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Oh no 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 no! I'm 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 interested. <laughs> was he actually? Did he did he write the soundtrack? It was the if I could change the world song. I think right. Yeah, change yeah. the world. There you go. The world. Oh no! That I, was me singing. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Clapton on Lethal Weapon actually like eat, every time there's like a, a oh, guitar wow, break. Wow. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, that, whenever that's somebody all... breaks into his beach exactly. house. <laughs> <laughs> whenever he falls out of a window. That was a trailer, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, beach trailer. It was like a beach trailer, yeah. yeah okay. Well, no, at one point he's like remodeling. I remember because he used the nail gun. Oh yeah. I don't know. Right, yeah. But, no, I, that's Murtaugh's no, no, house. Th- Come on, guys. This, <laughs> is, oh, this get is it straight. This is way more fun okay. than talking about this record. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to Blues Dad. Um, <laughs> uh, so we have a name for this music, and like, I really, really made an effort to just listen to this because White Guy Blues just hurts me, mm-hmm. and it's like it's. There's just something about it that, like, never translates for me. I, I don't know. Like, it sounds good. The record, I like, actually, the way... There's some, like, crunchy tones I think are pretty good. Um, obviously, Eric Clapton can play the guitar. Obviously. The singer is competent. It's not, like, too hokey a blues accent. It's not the worst. I don't... It doesn't... I don't hate it. Uh, but, like, the... My thought is just that how many times today have we heard this exact sounding thing done competently? Mm-hmm. Um, when we play street festivals occasionally, uh, there will be like an opening act usually earlier in the day that's like a blues band, especially if it's in Chicago. No, oh, this is the fucking Schnitzelberg walk. Yeah, like, yeah. Period. And yeah. so like, and they're they're often quite competent, and you know, but it's just. They're just a dime a dozen, and so it makes your ears just sort of turn off, I think. And we, we called, based on the experience of watching the band load out of a, the car once, we called them uh, Hatchback Full of Blues. Um, <laughs> uh, and so anytime we hear a band like this, we call it Blues Dad or like... Uh, or Hatchback Full of Blues, or like Dad Zeppelin. Or, or Blues Hammer from the movie Goes yeah, yeah, Blues yeah, Hammer, exactly. Yeah. Blues yeah. Hammer, too. Yeah. Dad yeah. Sabbath. You, uh, you, you had actually mentioned this before with Muddy Waters, and I took a little offense of you comparing Muddy Waters being like, this is what, it's going to turn into this dentist white guy on the weekend <laughs> blues. That? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And I was, like, I was like, just just so you know, it's not Muddy Waters, it's definitely Eric Clapton yes. and Blues Breakers. Like this I agree, is a, this is the, sounds different. Yes, very different. It's and like, it, his his band is not just having a guy like riff on guitar, like uh, you know, doing solos and stuff like that with that crunch guitar. These songs sound really clean and well played and well put together. There's no angst or emotion in these songs. I think that's the thing that is the difference between like when you hear real blues, the vocals are often my favorite part of of like 
classic blues songs. They're strained. They're like high with like a little bit of grit. There's like anxiety and th there's a style of that singing that doesn't translate to this British stuff. And, um, and it comes off sounding like a nice reproduction that's well performed, but it's, it's got no yeah, heart, man. not doing anyone any favors by having this like like note for note take on it I unless like. you believe that the idea is the transmission of uh an art form through a medium that is watered down to bring it to a new audience that's that the is thing the is big we, argument we have a, we have stuff. a very modern perspective this, on this is this that watered down to me no. to me it just lacks character in in what way that's what I was explaining before, just like the anxiety and this and this sort of like nuance of the deliveries. This just sounds like really clean presentation, a really nice recording of people playing really well. And, and if you think about who they're influencing, you know, like when you listen to actual blues, like they're influencing other blues musicians and guys like this. When you listen to this kind of thing, they're just influencing more guys like this and not they're not like spreading blues influence in a real way. Does that make sense? I see exactly what you mean. Because I think, but this is, this I feel like is the start of when the singular, I mean, obviously B.B. Uh, King and uh, Freddie King and, and those guys, Buddy Guy were before and, uh, you know, they'd been doing their thing. But I feel like this is one of those moments where it's like everyone just started imitating being like, oh, it's Eric Clapton, like he's the the guitar he's the, the good one. guitar guy you right. know what i mean like we get these people jimmy Page. he's the guitar guy you know like it it sort of made that tone and that sort of like when you solo on a rock song it's going to now sound like this i think there's a weird it changed element it in a of, weird way of like there's a weird race element too where it's mm -hmm. like suddenly like now now that this guy got really famous um, being like the white guy who plays the blues, the white guy's got the blues. Now, like everyone can, and it adds this weird sort of like precedent to the cultural appropriation quality of it. That it's like I did cringe on Parchment but, Farm, but yeah, which me is a uh, I am I blanking right now? But, I mean, but it's a 1940s song. This is more offensive uh, to your Book ears than what the Stones were doing with their That's first record. That's why I'm saying it's so well, so complicated. That, it's particularly on I that think song, they, he's talking about picking cotton. Yeah, and yeah. that's Book of it's White. It's a context and, thing. Yeah, oh boy. Like we've all been bit. to bars with just this a band that sounds a lot like this performing, and it's always white guys. Yeah, and it's just it doesn't feel good. The um the difference between well, the they Stones don't feel good. and they this, the I think, is that what <laughs> the Stones right. are doing is really quite <clears throat> different from. I mean, like 
this this sounds the same, but like 20% less. Whereas the Stones just sounds like it's quite different. And it's like, you can tell like if you think about like, oh yeah. I mean like, let me put it this way. The Stones, when earlier today, or earlier when we did Aftermath, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the discussion was, you said the phrase uh, that they were influenced by Chicago blues. And that was in... Yeah. It was in the write-up. It actually yeah. said Chicago Blues. Yeah. And I had never thought of that in my, you know, 20-some years of listening to the Rolling Stones. I was like, oh, I guess that is kind of the Chicago Blues. Like, and that blew my mind to realize, like, that they had an influence. Maybe it was just for that record. There was yeah. Just, but it was, there is a, a sound in there, but it's buried under their own style and their very British presentation of it. Buddy Guy took And their a very real, young presentation of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buddy Guy took a really, uh, um, he took offense to the concept of Chicago blues because all those blues musicians were moving up from the deep south sure. and just landed in Chicago. Yeah. Like yeah. Buddy, Buddy Guy, more or less like one of the forefathers of Chicago blues, son of a sharecropper, you know. Um, just a little thing that I picked up earlier this yeah. week, I'll have you know. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I... I I but I think it's about the idea of duplicating something or taking an idea and running with it. That's the difference to me. Like this to me is a duplication, uh, and it just comes off sure. as a little it, dry. It's, it's it's a cheap facsimile, um, and, but with uh, a, a a very good guitarist. Yes, that is the one thing I can definitely say about this is Eric Clapton can great. play the hell out of that guitar and it, that epiphone sound with the blues breaker marshall you know amp is like the the tone for yeah guitar e- center every... opened because of this yes, yes. <laughs> like, absolutely like, and they were like they're still in business because of it everybody imitated it that and later on his like tell or as a stratocaster and you know like he definitely had an ear for that that kind of tone um and bringing that. I think you can see an artist this or like this and be like, wow, that person's really skilled and I'm amazed at their skill and like I'm, I'm moved by that, but emotionally it doesn't move you. That's, that's a, but some people it does. Sure, that's yeah. The, it doesn't move that's me. The, that's yes. the, yeah, yeah. 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 That's the interesting thing. Dentist. It does. It does. Yeah. Aspiring dad. Dentists have feelings. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I should. I should have said. Like it doesn't move me, and it. I think I know a lot of other people who feel similarly, but I can't. I don't want to discount a bunch of other people's actual true feelings about Clapton and his music. You know. But like I said, the Phenomenon soundtrack moved me more. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was happy they at least had some uh, originals. It wasn't just all covers. I mean, sort of. The Stones had a a bit more. Co- covers and to tell you the truth i don't think the stones were as on that debut album were as like uh i don't know good they, they players weren't, they, they weren't good enough to yeah yeah pull it I off mean, but and they were, i mean they're going for more garage feel the, yeah they had a very a very different style you know these are quite good pretty good players that just yeah you just i don't get the feeling either no of, yeah they're, of, they're, of they're, this. there's just, no there's also having here. a very modern perspective i had written it's like we can access anything you know, kind of at any time. So I can go and I can look up this Otis Rush song. I can look up, you know, whatever songs they're covering. And to tell you the truth, it's you can like, find like the slave songs that some of these songs are based off yeah. of. You know, I mean, and really, it's like, see, like, wow, this is crazy yeah. different. You know, so it's it's like hearing those songs and then you know having the hindsight to say, you know, 
oh, I actually prefer this version over over this version. But at the time, it was like the new thing, British blues, you know. No. It's kind of like, I would say, a modern take on that garage sort of blues thing is like the Black Keys. Like that kind of hit and kind of caused a bit of a stir. The sure. White Stripes, you know, were right there and, and all that kind of thing that happened. Um, I'm just thinking out loud here, but yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, I could go listen to a, they did covers on those albums, but it just wasn't there at the time, time and a place for, for this album. So, uh, yeah, the, the but only- at the same time, worst cover what i'd say come on ray charles that i mean I know, ray it charles unnecessary. Never, no, it just no. wasn't like like i said it wasn't theirs to play like no. it just yeah. yeah the the one thing that i did write down was uh do you think that uh have you heard uh do you think it was the b-side to tears in heaven <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. about his son it's messed up yeah, his Rob. baby right yeah who died have you heard about that baby oh god <laughs> Cut, cut this. Cut this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The entire fucking time I was like, oh my god. Um, Rob. <laughs> so, come on. Fine. Uh, my bad. Uh, this what, album will not be in my normal rotation, though. That's the thing is, is like, I listen to this and I'm like, fine. You know, Clapton's a good player. I mean, I, I went today and I looked up what are considered the greatest blues albums of all time. This always appears in like a list of within, you know, 40, 50, even like in the top 10 or something like that, which I just, it stuns me. I, I, I <laughs> just like... don't get that. Cause I will always nine times out of 10, put on a Howlin' Wolf, Junior Wells, Johnny guitar, Watson, like, you know, all like the, all those waters. Other, yeah. Like, you know, just, even Buddy Guy, like, yeah. if I want to do, like, a Chicago Blues, B.B. King, you know, Yeah, like that guys. B.B. record that we did way back. At the, like, yeah, Live at God, Regal. That was amazing. Like, like just hearing, you know, just in contrast. Yeah. This is everything that I dislike about what comes next in the uh, white dude blues The, the thing genre. I find the most yeah. frustrating is that this music is supposed to be all based... I mean, it's very, like I said, it's very te- technically skilled, but it's all based on feelings. It's about feelings, and yeah. I feel nothing listening to it. Yep. Like, it makes me feel dead inside, and that sucks, <laughs> because they obviously put a lot into it, and, you know, I, there's, like, 
a lot of bluesy shit. But like, you know, yeah. I bet they put some like guitar face into it at the very right. Last oh day. no, you could see the guitar face, yeah. but you don't feel any sympathy yeah, for yeah. the guitar face. Yeah. yeah, I would go see the band Guitar Face. Sure. Uh-huh. Okay. I feel um, I feel like this is definitely an album that gets it's it's so hard to listen to with the with ears. Um, it up is here, hard up to hear it hearing with the first time. Damned human ears! <laughs> if only I could taste it. Uh, because we, because this is the first of soon to be inundated with the exact same album time and time yeah. and time and time and performance again. even more so yes yeah, i so feel like many like more than you're gonna ever encounter these albums you're just gonna see them on the street and you're gonna see them at you know public spaces you're gonna hear them in shitty bars and like uh you know like safe restaurants and like but you know it's we have just... to keep in mind there's a whole generation of dads who are so moved by this and this is the only way they can access their really suppressed feelings you know those boomer dads do need a way to yeah. get it out and so like this is you know when you're pulling up your socks to go mow the lawn <laughs> and you're just a little annoyed at your wife because you burn the roast oh just take it out on this let's see yeah uh, you guys were surprised that I called it the Beano album. Oh! Yes, go on. It's known as the Beano album because of its co- cover photograph showing Clapton reading the Beano, the British children's comic. Clapton stated in his autobiography that, that he was reading the Beano on the cover because he felt like being uncooperative during the photo shoot. What a rebel. <laughs> wow, what a bad boy. Bad That's boy of like I blues. That's right. <laughs> So is this the uh, the cover? Uh, is the cover of this record the start of bands looking in different directions for their uh, for their photo shoots? Oh, I think we've no. seen a few of those already. No. Yeah, I feel like the, I feel like the Stones and I don't get yeah. it, man. I, I I don't know why anyone would sit down and listen to this and be like, oh fuck yeah. It's because there's he's... no there's no catharsis. <clears throat> there, there's nothing. It's because he's ripping on that guitar, and he is. Yeah. I mean, to tell you the truth, he's doing a lot. Clapton is a is a great player, and that's a good tone on the guitar. I mean, but that—that's not enough for me to 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 want to listen. Agreed. This is this is where this is where I think that our argument holds the most water. Is do you really think they're gonna go back to the guy who just copied, right. or yeah. the guy who copied someone else's art? What like is Elvis? The, yeah, of course they will. Of no. course they will. Well, honestly, Elvis brought something different. I mean, I don't, I don't. Let's also talk about Elvis. Like Elvis hasn't been cool with any generation for a while. I yeah. don't know. There's a whole bunch of people with wallet chains and stupid looking cars that would <laughs> beg ju- to disagree. That's with my you. dad. I'm okay. saying like, <laughs> I'm talking about like. Like, it's not you, Dad. I'm talking about, like, revival. You know how, like, there's, like, groups that, like, it's like the Cars or, like, you know, groups that are just, like, people still listen to all the time mm-hmm. and have since we were teenagers that are just, like, old school bands that people are just, like, that's still cool. Like, I don't ever, I don't know anyone who was ever, like, Elvis is the thing. I, I don't feel like he. I do, but also I think Elvis was too iconic to go away enough to come back. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's a, that's a better observation but mm-hmm. but i guess what i would say is like i just don't think that it's like that record by any means yeah. let alone even eric clapton i feel like eric clapton was lauded had multiple many phases of his career to be celebrated in and i really think that it's like if something's going to come back it'll be 
like black guy blues, you know, from the fifties and sixties or mm-hmm. even farther back and doing some like crazier interpretation, a modern take on that. I'm so gonna, we think that I don't think it's time has passed and like it's, it's done basically. I'm going to hedge my bets and I'm going to start vacuum sealing, uh, Levi's jean shorts <laughs> and some tight white t-shirts mm-hmm. And, uh, and white New Balance. And white, oh yeah, uh, yeah. official shoes of uh, and just white nationalists. Ha- have those, have those to the side for thirty years because when it does come back, I'm gonna be the guy sitting on top. Okay, okay. all right for you. With that, <laughs> oh, are we still taping? <laughs> yeah. Oh great. <laughs> oh god. With that, next week or uh, next episode, we'll be talking about the Yardbirds' self-titled album. Hooray! All right, thanks, y'all. Thanks. Thank you. Tell your mama, tell your pa, gonna move you by the Arkansas.